uh, like uh, NLP processing, where you do like language modeling and uh, text classification. Um, so the idea is just, um, I'm gonna go through like a lot of topics, to discuss it with you and see if yeah. uh, if you can help me out with anything uh, like related to your work. But uh, first of all, can you g just give me a little bit like a, like a brief about uh, what kind of chatbot did you work on and what kind of things uh, helped you and like what kind of like a chatbot application did you work on? What kind of play, uh, uh, framework? Yeah, sure. Uh, we've worked with um, several chatbots for the past three years. So that includes Azure chatbot, Dialogflow chat chatbot, Amazon Lex chatbot. So we use a lot of different kinds of frameworks for our chatbot. We also built from scratch using PHP, using Node.js, or even Python. So um, we work across different platforms. And then like um, people want, our clients want the end uh, channel to be WhatsApp, that's possible. WeChat, Line, uh, Messenger, that's Telegram. Um, we all we all, we do all of that. We can also do a, an SMS chatbot. So it's just like like a chat, a text chatbot when you when you just text it and it'll automatically reply. And then we work with various industries from ranging from banks and uh, insurance, uh, e-commerce. Health, so we, we, we kind of dabble in a lot of different industries, so we know uh, a few about what kinds of, ch of chatbots are there and then their use cases. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's uh, and, uh, okay, just uh, by the way, like uh, I'm, I'm uh, my, like my, uh, all my degrees are in computer science, so feel free to go deeper, like technical, uh, so. And that's what I'm really interested about. So what kind of chatbots did you build? Did you build just a customer support uh, where you handle like the tickets or you build like a chatbot where you ha handling an orders and connecting with like dynamic APIs, etc. Yeah, so we use a lot of uh, REST APIs to connect um, our NLP and chat chatbots. And then it's because it's NLP powered, we um, have to program uh, intents and then um, program that into uh, JSON files and parse that into our Postman tool. So this chatbot is um, mostly used for uh, customer support, for question Q&A support, but we also do functional chatbots. So functional chatbots includes like for banks, if you um, ask where a bank uh, account status or a bank transfer or bank transaction, or if you want to wire money, you can use the chatbot. If you want to sign up for an insurance account, for example, that's another chatbot. You can do so with our chatbot. So the design like, like like booking and etc. This is called like a functional chatbot. I like that. functional chatbot. Uh, and yeah. the other ones we call like a customer support chatbot, or it has a another uh, meaning. It has another label. Yeah, that's right. Q and A. We call them Q and A chatbots. But you can call uh, them Q and A. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 automated automated um, customer support 
uh, customer robot. So there's a different name to it. And and do you usually uh, get like um so okay so that's answered my question. Um so um I'm not I'm not planning to use the cloud platforms uh, because they are rigid. And I'm pla I because okay so here's a little introduction. So uh, I'm I'm working with uh, this uh, client, and we are building I'm building a chatbot like as a consultant for them. Uh, but I'm, I I have another colleague where we are planning to start uh, our own like uh, build our own framework, where we actually uh, provide like a much unified framework for all our customers uh, my colleague or uh, my partner he's a he's a programmer he's not like uh, into machine learning or anything so i'm trying to um, automate all the nlp steps okay for him so uh, so he can actually take the data take the requirement run those processes and get some data, get some result out of it, and then uh, experiment with it. So that's why I'm I'm trying to learn. Okay, what's the best way to start, and what's the best way to like how to go through all the steps. And um, so since we started, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you recorded this, so I don't have to keep the time. Uh, um, um, I wanna, I wanna get the answer for all the steps, so I, I can get an idea. Okay, if I wanna do this and help, uh, help build like an automated framework, we can actually speed up the process. So after a lot of research, I, I realize, okay, I can use like a, a bot press and a Raza, uh, both of them. But um, I'm open to suggestion. Like, did you implement your own framework, or you after like going through the cloud and going through like open source, you end up with something really like a good, like it has a good business foundation and like uh, it's easier to implement. We, uh, yeah. So we worked with Botpress. Uh, the problem with Botpress is um, it has two document documentations, and then it comes with different versions. So I think every year they'll come, they'll, they'll release a new version. That means uh, the support for your older version will will uh, be deprecated. That means okay. you have to kind of relearn what the new versions are. And then sometimes if you're working with older versions, it cannot migrate. It can't mag migrate to the new version. So you have to start over again. So that's a problem with BotPress. And then BotPress is also on the cloud, so some, that's something you need, need to be aware of. Um, if you uh, want to, but, sorry, BotPress on the cloud. It it uh, it's to my knowledge, I was working with BotPress version one. It's stored. It has like, um, it like you you can set it the endpoint to the cloud, like an Azure cloud or AWS. So it's it works for with a cloud and it's designed to work with the cloud. So it's not really like uh, good for high security companies or in the industries because for okay. banks, it's high security. They don't want to have the information on the cloud. So BotPress isn't, isn't really the good choice in that okay. sense. But BotPress is good to, to because they have a visualization backend. So like, like just like node, you can connect different Endpoints with different. Okay. Um, have you uh, have you used uh, Raza? Raza is better. Raza okay. is definitely better. Uh, it has more community 
and it's more international. So Raza, I would recommend. Um, okay. And um, for others, like wit.ai um, is also something I know is pretty good. It's been out there for about five years. So wit.ai is the oldest uh, bot framework. It's the uh, oldest. It's called dot, dot .ai? Dot .ai, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's a lot of new ones coming up, but they're not too famous yet. Is not it like op open source or, uh, or like a cloud? Is, to my knowledge, it's open sourced. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw Raza. Raza is more like, um, it's really good, Raza. Like there is a big community. I saw a lot of like uh, NLP uh, researcher joining and talking about it. Uh, the only like uh, my concern about Raza is just uh, uh, is if you are not into like uh, coding, it's it's not easy to like integrate it. So uh, so you have to do a lot of coding, a lot of uh, like writing code. For me, it's not a problem, but I'm trying to automate the process for my colleague as much as he could. So he doesn't have to dig deeper into like the Python libraries and what's what's work and what doesn't. Uh, okay. So, so what about Microsoft Bot framework? Uh, Azure is getting more and more popular. It's Microsoft got a pretty good okay. uh, okay. bot framework. It has a really good IDE, and the SDK is pretty good. And they have 24-7 technical support, so if you have any questions, you just have, have to pay a monthly fee for the, for the technical support, like 54 okay. USD, US dollars every month to get unlimited technical support. For the uh, 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 and it's a uh, cloud, right? Uh, it's on the cloud, yes. Azure is a cloud-based uh, system. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, if you can manage to encrypt your data and then connect it to your local server, then uh, it's better for your clients. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm just trying to see, like, if their client requires, like, to be hosted locally, uh, Microsoft won't be a choice, right? Uh, Microsoft can process the NLP in the cloud, but the data uh, will be stored and passed and parsed through the local server. So, uh, Microsoft Bot Framework can be can only like serve to process the NLP uh, extractions. And okay. That that's the only uh, step, and will receive the data. And the rest will go to the local server. The rest of okay. the processes will go to the local okay. server. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. But if you're looking okay. for 100% security, 100% security, and you need to find a like a, an open source solution like Wit.ai or something. So that's something that's more time consuming. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, it's just me and my uh, friend right now, and uh, so I'm. You know, I'm trying to speed up the process. So I'm not trying to implement everything by myself, but I'm just trying to explore the option. Actually, I did a lot of research. I've never like run into dot AI. Uh, maybe I have to do like a dig deeper, but something to look at it. Uh, and also, I will try to look into the cloud. So for the cloud, uh, so now we get to the second point. Like, okay, so it's always the same thing. You have the entity, you have the intent, and then you have the story, okay? So mm -hmm. my, my, my question is that, uh, 
what's your typical client? Like, uh, do they dump the data in, uh, onto you? Uh, do they have like a clear stories? Uh, I had to work with my client a lot. They dump the data uh, to me, like just a plain data, and I have to go through it by myself and try to see, okay, what first, like, what kind of stories are there, what kind of entities are there, and, like, it's it's a lot of, like, manual work. Like, I had to go through it, and I'm trying to automate the process. Um, there, are, there are a lot of issues with automating the process, especially, like, if you're working on, with non-English text uh, data. Uh, so what's your, what's your, like, typical approach? Like, uh, what's your best practice, something, like, to save the time? Um, so it depends on customer's client data, right? Usually they'll send you a raw data format, and then you might have to use like VBA to auto sort it in an Excel sheet or SQL. So just run a Python script, and then you auto arrange it, reformat it into a like a JSON friendly database, and feed that, upload that into your NLP. Uh, system or framework and then once it's uploaded it'll automatically capture the intents and entities in the story and that way every process of the way is automated so you don't have to do any manual work but that being said it depends on your clients raw data right i don't know yeah. like some some clients provide you with a script like question and answer question and answer it'll, they'll fill this out in an excel file or sometimes customers just give you an essay, you know, like 1,000 word paragraph, or uh, some something that is hard to read, and you have to. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's what I'm talking about. The yeah. data, like they uh, they don't give me like, uh, okay, here's the question, here's the story, is like this is what we need, this is the intent. No, uh, this is the, for each like story. This is what we care about. No, they just tell me, okay, here's the data for the last three four months. Uh, can you automate this? Can can you build a bot? So I have to go through it and extract every entity and then do it like iteratively and repeatedly until I reach like a coherent like uh, data current. And that that's that's my issue with the raw data. A lot of my client like uh, this client and I talked with a lot of client like uh, potential client and they have this issue. They have the raw data and just me and my friend and i need like a like a best way to uh like extract those uh, knowledge yeah so i think um if, if they they're giving you really unformatted unformatted raw data then i would think um is, is the raw data consistent like every month they, they give you a consistent raw data or is it like every every month it's the, the word count is different and then the entities are all all the place do in a consistent yeah place. yeah yeah i mean the the the, the answers are different uh, intent uh, sometimes are different i don't know if they don't understand intent so they tell me okay here's the chat so sometimes i go through it i realize okay there are multiple intents in the same chat sometimes i realize there's one intent uh sometimes I don't know what's the old the entities I have to extract in one uh, 
uh, chat. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I get some different answers from different accounts, uh, especially yeah. uh, the. So I I have all this thing, and this is actually the like the data cleaning, the data extraction. I have to go through it, and and uh, I am trying to automate it as much as possible, at least to give like to get. So my 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 question is that okay, what's the best practice to get the raw data? Where the client does not have a big knowledge about, uh, like uh, all the different like hierarchy, the different uh, branches of the like conversation, and get some rough uh, representation, not like a clear representation, but just rough representation, so I can make a demo and then go through them and have a good uh, story. Yeah, I mean that that's a big matter. Teach your clients, oh, this is the intent, this is the entity, and ask them to fill out a questionnaire or an Excel template to to help identify which are the entities and intents. But if your clients are lazy or are busy, then I would think the best practice would be using data, do some ETL, machine learning ETL. Um, that requires some sort of machine learning script you have to run through. Um, usually that is like you have to use Python, PyTorch, Google Colab, and some of the existing open source tech uh, framework or tools okay. on openai.com. So okay. you can write have a it. process to, to automate the ETL, um, but each case is different. So you have to okay. kind of customize okay. your model. Okay. Uh, have you ever used uh, like uh, worked on uh, like entity extraction model? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, go to openai.com. There's a lot of entity extraction models on okay. openai.com. It's an open source platform. Um, I'll show you the link URL. Yeah, there, so you can uh, I know, I know openai. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah. do they support like other languages uh, besides English or? Uh... Uh, are you talking about Arabic? Yes, Arabic. Um, I ha might have to do some research research on this. No, uh, no, no don't worry about it. it. Like, like if you if you have you ever worked with clients with like non-English uh, data? Yeah, we work with um, some Emirates um, clients. I actually yeah. was in Dubai last year for the AI for Everything exhibition. So um, there's quite a few companies who are doing open sourced um, NLP for the Arabic language. So I can send you some information about that. Um, okay. You're based yes. in Middle East. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sure. a lot of companies companies are doing that. But the easiest way to um, the easy way easiest ways I can tell you right now is to upload, convert your client's data into a CSV file and upload it onto Lewis.ai. Do you know Lewis.ai? It's a Microsoft, Microsoft's no, own no. NLP framework. So you just convert your raw data into CSV file, upload okay. it onto Lewis.ai, and it'll, it'll automatically detect which are the entities, which are the intents. Oh, nice, nice. That's, that's very, very good. This, the whole conversation is about the step. I need a tool 
where it at least give me rough idea. So yeah, can you share the link later, Lewis AI? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, accuracy rate for English is about seventy six percent to automatically identify. I don't know about the Arabic language. Maybe the accuracy rate is lower, but they do support. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, with with the Arabic, it, we don't have a lot of data outside. So, like building the data, make sure it's uh, we have a, a good data. It's kind of like one of the things I'm planning to do. So to have a, like a good uh, like a, a edge on this like a uh, mark market here in Saudi Arabia. But uh, so I'm not interested. So at least if it, if it give me like sixty percent, fifty five percent, I'm okay with that. Just 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 show me something I can start with. You know. Uh, uh, okay. So and uh, so that's that's cover the auto generation, the non English content. Uh, yes. Uh, also. Okay, let's say it give me the intent, it give me the entities. Uh, what's the next step to say? Okay, those are um, uh, those are the same stories. Those are different story because I have see, like I went through some books and I read it like uh, some some entities uh, has like multiple entities. Uh, sorry, some intent has like multiple intents. Uh, and some of them will have like one intent with multiple, uh, like uh, like uh, like let's say uh, multiple entities inside intent. So some people will say like, oh, you have to separate each intent uh, with a different class classes. And some of them say now you have to combine like multiple intent into one intent with multiple entities. So what's your approach with this? Yeah, usually I go, I go with multiple intents for one entity because okay. intent is it includes utterances, it includes keywords, and um, these are kind of the the first step in in identifying the meaning or the purpose of the client's or user's responses. And the entity is is a group. It groups multiple entities into one group, so I would say multiple intents for one entity, and that entity can be linked to an action, a story, or a response. Okay. Can okay. get one? Uh, yeah. Okay, and um, and and for the API, so after that for the api what's your approach like if if the system will require like dynamic uh, query to an api or something uh, uh what's your approach for this like uh, how do you uh, how do you tackle this phase um it's uh this phase is relatively straightforward relatively easy because you just connect to the endpoint and then have the uh, you trigger the API to do what it's supposed to do. So, for example, if if the user wants to buy, let's say, a buy Nike shoes, the uh, utterances is uh, buy Nike Nike shoes, right? And then mm -hmm. the intent is Nike and buy, and then the entity is is buy, right? Once mm -hmm. the it hits the entity buy, it'll trigger the uh, Stripe API to make uh, the purchase window pop up 
So that will be the final phase, which is to trigger the, the uh, webhook API to open the window so the user can make payment. Okay. For, for example, yeah. So it's pretty straightforward. That, that's my approach. Like once you can get it to connect, and then you can have a like a debugging in your backend, like um, debugging uh, script to see if there's any issues. Live debugging debugging script. Um, or a screen to show if there's any problems with your API, then that'll be great. Just to see uh, if there's any errors or any problems. Yeah, you, 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 good, good. You're jumping the steps because my next step is, okay, after doing all this, after having a rough idea, rough story, uh, having like a, some API connection, how can I build a good test suit? Like, uh, do you, uh, does the framework do that for you? They test all the stories, all the branches, and then give you like some convergence like a ratio, or or I have to hard code all the those stories uh, test. Usually, usually the the big frameworks you use like BotPress, Reza, Microsoft Bot Framework, all these um, big frameworks they provide error logs. So if you have an error they'll be automatically logged uh, into their system so you can go and check and see. But the problem is you have to manu manually check and see. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, what, what, uh, so Raza doesn't have a test suit, like testing all the sorts, right? So you have to program, like, I okay. think you have to, like, set up an alert system. Yeah. Okay. If, if there is an error in the log, then alert, call your phone, or uh, email you, yeah. Yeah, this is, okay, so this is, a, no, I'm just talking about the development phase, uh, just uh, during the development, uh, like uh, I'm trying to okay. test all the cases during the development, see the stories, okay, if the, like having another agent communicate with this agent and make sure like all the stories are, are integrated, so that's that's my, my thing. Uh, and uh, so, so there is no like a, so. How about the Microsoft uh, SDK, like Microsoft Cloud? Do they have like a test suit? Have you ever used them? Yeah, yeah, I've used them. They're pretty good. Okay. Yeah. They're a lot. It, 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 it seems you are comfortable mostly with Microsoft. Uh, like, what do you like about this? Like uh, the uh, Microsoft. The, uh, yeah, it's it's not cheap like um they have three different plans the free plan which is very limited 100 users per month and then the medium i ch i always choose the, the premium one because it has 24 7 support but you have to pay like 24.99 usd per month but you get 24 7 technical support and then they're very fast and responsive so you can actually ask them and it, they'll help you debug what's what's the issue. So your SDK is 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 really good. Yeah. Okay. And the banks, banks and insurance companies, they all if they have to choose a cloud software, they always choose Azure. Yeah. My based on my experience. Okay. 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 And uh have you ever had clients where they ask for like oh we wanna 
we want to like a web interface where we actually uh, uh, introduce new stories, uh, modify them, or usually like uh, uh, you work with client, okay, take the requirements and then you say, okay, I'm going to build your product. If you want to change the stories, you have we have to develop it uh, too again. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get the sense of uh, because the like as I said, like a uh, podcast. Uh, the good thing about podcast is it gives you like a web interface where you can actually uh, introduce new data, manipulate it. So if we program like a a web interface for a client using podcast, if we want to use them, uh, it's different than Raza where there is no like a good web interface for the client. So we have to change the like the the way we approach the problem yeah yeah so uh what's a good web interface or um it depends on client's budget right so there's botpress which is i think is very relatively affordable it has good web interface but it's more developer friendly if i am a non-developer i might get lost you know, it's it's harder for me to edit and make changes. Um, if I am a non-developer, I would prefer something like Chat Fuel or ManyChat. Uh, that's a lot cleaner, easy to use. So BotPress is more with developer. But I agree, if you know how to use BotPress, then it has pretty good web interface with all the node. Okay. And lines and dots connecting to it, so it's it's good. It's good for um, developers. It's like WordPress, but for chatbot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my second, uh, my uh, almost last question: uh, uh, the production. Okay. Let's say we develop it, we work on it, we we integrate it with the API. Now we come to the production phase. Uh, from my experience, if we use a cloud. They have a deployment to like a strategy where you don't have to worry about the deployment, right? Uh, the protection. But uh, if we use like Raza, we have to integrate it online. Uh, so, have you ever used Raza for like deployment and production? Uh, and what's your strategy if you do that? Like to make sure like it scales, uh, it has like a high availability. Yeah, Raza, um, we did it for many POCs, and it, some of our Raza chatbots got like a couple of thousand users after uh, after deployment. And yeah, it, it was good. Um, any strategies to it? I would say like just check if your version is correct, is up to date, and if there's any deprecated issues with your, with your current version. Um, overall, Raza is pretty stable when it comes to scalability. BotPress is also pretty good. Azure is pretty good. Um, but if you scale to a certain point, Azure starts to charge you more. So you got to be careful of the monthly fees. With, with, with the BotPress? With Microsoft BotPress. Ah, yeah. oh, yeah, Microsoft, yes. yes. Yeah, the, the, now, uh, now uh, yeah, the cloud, the cloud is... is is different. So you used Microsoft. For the, yeah, I mean, one of the things I am, 
I don't like the cloud because I, I like to control mostly everything. I don't want to build from scratch, but I like to have the control. So I understand the steps. But the, the, the thing is about the cloud, it will help me like scale. So I don't have to worry about it, uh, the scalability. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I will look into Microsoft. I've never worked on uh, the Microsoft. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 look into that. Yeah. So uh, what else, what else do you suggest? Like, uh, like, uh, do you have a design doc? Do you have like a design flow for the client? If you have a diagram or a design flow or a design doc or a mock frame, um, you can send it to me and I'll give you some suggestions. Okay. Like a, okay. a process flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With my client, it's just, as you said, it's a QA chatbot, okay? But okay. Um, I want to take it to the next level where I do a functional chatbot. But with functional chatbot, I want to build the framework where it's kind of like easier to integrate it with a system. So let's say you have a system and you have a database and you have everything. We just take your data, integrate it with our system with, with small changes, and then we have a good like rough stories, and then we do it back and forth, and then we end up with a good uh, like a functional chatbots. That's the thing. So with my client right now, I have just a QA, and um, I went through it a lot of like, uh, like uh, the, uh, the, the, that's why like uh, in a podcast, you can see the visualization, with uh, Raza, I have to like generate the uh, graph uh, from the code. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Yeah, Press, I know the the co-founder of BotPress. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, I went through the BotPress. Um, right now, I'm only interested in uh, in the free uh, license, like just the free. But they have a premium uh, license. I saw that, uh, and uh, it seems like the premium can scale and etc. They provide other, but I'm not gonna go there until I know. Okay, what's the limit and how to use BotPress? I, I was reading a lot about the PodPress and Raza, and I saw like one approach where you integrate both of them. So the NLP and the NLU will be uh, using Raza, but um, the clients, how to handle the connection and everything else will be through the PodPress. Have you ever integrated both of them like together? Um, no, no, because PodPress has its own NLU, but it's not perfect. So uh, yeah, yeah, want, yeah, I just pick one. Yeah, I don't combine two of them. Yeah, it's it's riskier, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, that, that's why I saw it. Like I saw some people integrate both of them, uh, and they run into issues. And I don't want to go into that. But I thought if it's a common approach, why not try? Okay, yeah, and uh, I, I appreciate what? <laughs> uh, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and uh, okay. So for the for the functional uh, chatbots, uh, what's your like uh, approach? Like, uh, like what's your like recommendation for me? Like, if I want to get into the functional chatbots for uh, non uh, uh, non English, let's say non English data. Uh, um, depends. Like functional chatbots can 
have different functions. Uh, okay, I will, I will give you an example. Uh, I have a potential client now. They have an online auction. Okay, so they they have they have the database where it's filled with uh, like bids, uh, like a product, and they want me to build like a a functional chatbot where you know you ask about like a type of cars and they list you all those like uh, data and then you ask about the color so you see like i have to dig deeper into like uh, extracting all those entities from the database and then generating the stories for them uh, and then make sure like the uh, okay what's the current action available though action is not just buy it's bed and so these kind of functional chatbot is different. So I'm trying to like mentally uh, visualize all those like uh, variables inside my head. So uh, so what's your approach? Like what's different functional chatbot? You said you work on banks. Banks will have like a different functional chatbot where you do transaction, you do wiring, you do. Uh, so what's kind of like the format you ask the client to provide, the framework you work on them. Uh, that's 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 what I'm trying to rub my head around. I'm I'm trying to brainstorm. By the way, just just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely depends. Like auction, auction is like, um, I I think it's the chatbot has to be processed very fast. So the server needs to be good, and the um, I think the back end. NLP needs to run really fast and the processing power. You need to have a stable server, that's for sure. And um, for the auction, you might have different entities like um, for the numbers, for the, the, the tax. So the database for NLP needs to be very rock solid. It needs to be really good, the database. And then the NLP part, AI training part needs to be well trained. Uh, and um, I think, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Unless you have other APIs to integ integrate, then um, you, you will research how to integrate these APIs into your chat box. Okay. Um, and my, let's say you have a, yeah, sure, sure. go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but if, like, because functional chatbots vary so much, okay. like you can have a simple functional chatbot that check, just checks your bank account, to a very high-level NLP uh, AI-powered chatbot that does maybe that like opens lights in your house or it does multiple stock options trading, right? So the function, the complexity, the the function varies so much, and then my I think my overall recommendation is if if it's too complicated, use a web web view. In your chatbot so actually an application inside an application if the chatbot cannot provide this function you just like throw a web application into the chatbot you understand like if uh, let's say no if, no sorry what do you mean web application mm -hmm. like the chatbot is a chat box right people yeah. type their information text into the chat box but if it's too complicated, let's say if you want to trade, do stock trading, you want to buy and sell stocks, and the chatbot cannot do that because it's too compli complicated or some technical issue, it will open up 
inside the chat box, it'll open up a web view. So this is a web application instead of a chatbot application. So they do their, their functional services inside the chatbot, uh, which uh, inside the web view. Okay, I see. So it will open the web application and they will do their transaction and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So if, if all else fails, if it's too complicated, if you cannot deploy, deploy then you just use the web view and just make a okay. web application. Okay. And and let's say you are dealing with clients, they don't know what they're doing. Okay. So you you come to a client, let's say the auction, and they tell you, okay, what do you need from us? Uh, what should I ask? Like uh, you have to have a template. I usually I usually send a template and a, okay, a sample design diagram or design flow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, template you ask for their information they have to fill out all the intents into these responses and whatnot yeah usually uh, I just send okay do, do, you, do would you mind sharing the template or yeah yeah I mean that that will help me a lot like uh, like because uh, they asked me about okay what what do I need and pretty much I have no idea what should I ask from them uh okay Okay, that sounds good. Okay, what else do you have for me? What what suggestion, like uh, some recommendation, do you have for me? Um, yeah, each each chatbot is different, so uh, there's a lot of customization that goes to each chatbot. So if you have any information about the chatbot you want to develop, just send all the information to me over Upwork. I'll take a look and I'll give you recommendations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. It's better, efficient that way. Okay. Uh, sounds good, sounds good. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you, Wilson. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah. That was a very... Because um, like I'm, I'm coming from like a more like a researcher area to like more like a practical industrial area. So, oh, more, okay. uh, yeah, I've done a lot of like playing and learning and actually design and implementing all those like language models but uh, I'm now I'm going getting into like industrial area where they, I meet like non-technical people and I have to uh, deal with that I have to work with them so that's that's why I, I needed someone who who worked with the uh, industry for a, a bit about uh, building a chatbot uh, yeah. so so I will try uh, like I will Start working on those, and I will. If if I would if I would need another consultation, uh, I would need some help. I would for sure like get back to you uh, uh, about this. So thank you very much, and just just uh, share me the yeah share me the yeah. links, share me the the like the survey or like the, the uh, that you used to share, and uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Have a nice day. Bye bye.